Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Today we're going to continue our series of 40 days of prayer. And uh, as I said before, the title of the message is When God Says No. But I really want to encourage you um, not, to, not to miss the whole point of the purpose of going through the 40 days of purpose that was to draw closer to God and understand the more the, the, the place of prayer in our lives. But we said that over the 40 days, we have the potential to develop four life-changing um, habits into our lives that will position us for success. Amen. And the first one was a daily time with God. The second one was a daily time in God's Word. The third one was attending a small group on a weekly basis. And the fourth one was the weekly habit of fellowshipping together um, in a corporate church service. There are four things that we developed, and hopefully you've developed those things over the last 40 days or six weeks together. But I really want to encourage you, those habits... If you've developed them in your life, don't stop in 2019. Keep going in the habits that you've you've developed within you. And we'll talk more next Sunday morning about that, what that looks like as well. But this morning, did you know that there are many, many times in the Bible where God promises to answer your prayers? Aren't you thankful about that? In fact, up on the screen there, there's a a scripture there uh, in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, talking about God's heart towards us. He says this, he says, Call to me and I will not answer you. I will ignore you. I will blow you off. No, it says, I call to me and I will answer you. I love that thought there because that's a promise from the word of God. The truth is this, listen to it this morning. God answers every single prayer that we pray to him. And it doesn't mean that he always gives us a yes answer. Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes it's a wait, it's an answer. Uh, Grow is an answer. In a little while is an answer. Or in my way is an answer as well. And the truth this morning is this, God never leaves a prayer unanswered. Every prayer that we pray is, is answered in some way, but it's not always yes. And there are many reasons for that this morning. And we want to look at a few reasons why that is today. There's lots of examples in the Bible where God says no to some of the great men and women in faith. God said no to Abraham. He said no to Job. He said no to Enoch. We see in Scripture here that God even said no to his own son, Jesus. Garden of Gethsemane, remember that. God, if it be your will to take this cup away, the answer was no. So we see there is a time that we can be very confused. Um, And this morning, I didn't want us to close this series without dealing with the topic or the thought as to why does God sometimes say no? Because the truth is many of us, pretty much all of us, are going to have many no's to uh, our prayers, the, the prayers that we're praying to God. There's going to be many times where God will say no. And the truth is it can be frustrating. Why do some people get miracles and others don't? You ever thought about that? Why is it some people, you pray for some people and some of them they get, they get uh, healed, but then you pray for other people and they don't get better and they die? Have you ever had that experience? I've prayed for lots of people and many of them have gotten well, but I've also prayed for a lot of people that didn't get well as well. And for me, that's been incredibly discouraging. Very, very discouraging. In fact, I don't get it that 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 kind of no, uh, when it happens, when God says no, I believe it's one of the greatest tests of our faith in our lives. Prayers that are not answered the way that we want 
will obviously be the single greatest test in our lives. When God doesn't say yes to our requests, but for whatever reason, he says no to our requests. And I believe that during those times, God's saying, are you going to trust me or are you not? Are you going to trust me or are you not going to trust me? Amen. It's an issue of trusting God. So today we're going to look at a few of the reasons. There's three, in fact, why God says no to your requests. Amen. Why God says no to your request. First thought is this, should be up on the screen. God says no when he has a bigger perspective. God says no when he has a bigger perspective. He can see what we can't see. God sees the whole picture. Amen? Many of us only see the end of this day. Some of us can see the end of next week, maybe the end of this year. But the truth is God's view of our lives, he sees the whole picture. Amen? So sometimes God says no to our requests because he sees the whole picture. He sees what's coming up. We can't see the future, uh, but God can. And the truth is God will always see stuff that we can't see. He can see around the curve. He can see around the corner. He can see what's going to happen in the next 10 years. He can see the implications of every decision that takes place. Hallelujah. That's why sometimes God says no. Amen? Because he can see the bigger picture. Look at this verse of Scripture here in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. Listen to this about what God knows. It says, He knows about everyone everywhere. Everything about us is bare and wide open to the all-seeing eyes of our living God. Nothing can be hidden from Him. <laughs> Nothing can be hidden from Him. God sees it all. You and I, we don't see it all. And sometimes God doesn't answer the prayer the way we want because he sees what you don't see. God has a bigger perspective. Amen. So that's the first thought this morning. God says no because he has a bigger perspective. We'd all be aware of, I would expect, um, the Apostle Paul. Remember Apostle Paul uh, wrote most of the epistles in the New Testament. What are the epistles? The epistles are letters to the churches. Uh, one of the Apostle Paul's we see in Scripture, one of his great desires was to travel to Rome. Rome was the capital of the Roman Empire at the time. And one of his heart's desires was to go to Rome and to preach the gospel. In Paul's mind, in his heart, his desire was to catch a, 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 a Mediterranean, Mediterranean cruise ship there. His heart was then to go and hire out the Roman Colosseum and have a week of harvest crusades. Amen. That was his heart. He wanted to go there and to preach the gospel to the Romans in the heart of the Roman Empire in Rome. But we see that God uh, said no to him going and preaching, but yes to him going to Rome. Because we see that Paul eventually landed in Rome, but he didn't land in Rome uh, as a free man. He landed in Rome as a prisoner. In his heart, he wanted to go there and preach. And you would have thought that would have been a good idea, right? He's a great communicator, a great speaker, one of, the, one of the smartest scholars of the time. You would have thought that that would have been the wisdom of God for his life. But we see that he didn't end up Rome as a free man. He ended up in Rome as a prisoner. But what I find incredibly interesting is because God's got the biggest perspective. Paul wanted to go and preach, but he ends up in prison is that while Paul is in prison, 
He's not there, you know, out in the marketplace preaching, but he's in prison writing letters to the churches that hundreds and thousands of years later became, become what's known as the epistles to the church that not only just changed um, uh, the lives of the people that received the letters in that time, but are continuing to change thousands and millions of people's lives even today. Paul's perspective was, God, let me go and preach the gospel because I'm a good communicator. God's perspective was, I've got a far bigger perspective for your life, Paul. You're going to sit in that prison and you're going to write epistles that are going to change lives for thousands of years to come. You see it this morning? We only see what we think is this part of the puzzle, but God sees the whole big picture. So sometimes God says no because he has a bigger perspective. Amen? Number two, God says no when he has a better plan. God says no when he has a better plan. The thought is this, he intends to answer our prayers, but just not the way that we want it answered. He's going to say yes. He's going to say yes to, to what, but he's going to also discover and help us to understand that he's got a better plan as well. In fact, have a look at Isaiah chapter 58, verses 8 through to 9. I love this thought there. Listen to this. This plan of mine is not what you would work out. Neither are my thoughts the way as your thoughts. For my ways are higher than your ways. God's ways are higher than our ways. Aren't you glad about that this morning? Absolutely we are. God's ways are so much higher than our ways. I'll give you a little example um, about how God may answer our prayer a little bit differently than we might like. Uh, for example, you get into incredible debt. You start spending all of this money on stuff that you don't need with money that you don't have. Right? So you're, you're, you've got all this debt, you've spent it all on stuff that you don't need with money that you didn't have. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but you know, we, we, we come to God and we say, God, I'm living under all this financial stress. Please get me out of it. And we go, God, help me win lotto. Or I'll take my ways and I'll go to Shelley's Workers Club and give me a jackpot to pay my debt. Or we go, God, Please, quickly, I'm under all this stress. Um, could you send my mum and dad to help me out? <laughs> you didn't have to say that. The thought is this. The problem is when we pray, we just don't tell God what we want. We tell him how we want it. We want it in our preferred way. And our preferred way is always the easiest way. But God's got a better plan. So rather than just letting you win lotto or bailing you out because your parents come along, God says, no, I'm not going to do it that way. You're going to have, we're going to have to take some time on working on this. I'm going to allow some of this pressure and some of this stress that's on you to teach you about how to handle finances. I'm not going to bail you out just like that. I've got a better plan. The easy plan would be just to bail you out like that, but then you'd get in debt the next week. Amen. You see what I'm saying this morning? So God says, rather than just let me, let, letting you win lotto or something like that, no, we're going to allow you to go through a little bit of pressure, going to allow you to go through a little bit of pain in order for you to learn the lesson so that in the future you won't get into debt like that again. Amen. God says no sometimes because he's got a better 
plan for our lives. And it's so true, he does. So God says no because he has a bigger perspective. God says no because he has a better plan. And the third thought is this this morning. God says no when he has a greater purpose for our lives. God says no when he has a greater purpose for our lives. God always acts for good and in love. And he has a greater purpose. God will never let your prayers interfere with your purpose. Listen to it. God will never let your prayers interfere with your purpose. Let me say that again. God has a purpose for our lives. Amen. I love that thought there. He won't allow our prayers to interfere with a purpose. If you're praying something that's not according to his purpose, he's just not going to give it to you. Aren't you glad about that this morning? The Bible says that he'll give us everything we need according to his plan and purpose for our lives. Hallelujah. We can go to God and pray confidently when we know it's according to his plan and his purpose for our lives. Hallelujah. Somewhere along the way, we get all mixed up and think that life and this call that's on our lives and the, the gifts that are on our lives are just all about us and it's me, me, me. No, it's about God, your plan and your purpose for our lives. When we come to God and we pray according to his will, he will do it for us. Amen. Hallelujah, he will. Another scripture up on the screen there. Have a look at it this morning. I love this this thought here, Psalm 57, verse 2, it says, I cry out to God most high, who fulfills his purpose for me. Who fulfills his purpose for me. God isn't obligated to explain why he does what he does. He doesn't owe you an explanation. God is God. And there's some things you couldn't understand, but he says, I have a purpose for your life. I have a purpose for your life. But not everything that happens in our lives is good. We know that. A lot of bad stuff happens because we make bad choices. A lot of bad stuff happens because other people make bad choices. But listen to this thought, though. God says to us, I can use that. I can even use your dumbest mistakes for good. I don't know how many Christians that I've seen just fall along the wayside because they've gone through some difficult times and some, some struggles and haven't been able to continue moving forward, not realising that God can take those struggles that we've gone through and turn them around and turn them into good, to use them as a testimony. Hallelujah. Listen to this scripture, I love it. You might be here this morning in a tough spot right now. Smile. Come on. Oh, yeah, you know, life's just so hard. Oh, I wish I was like the pastors to get to go to Vanuatu. No, oh, just going over there on holidays. Yeah, we did have a couple of awesome days. It was great. Went snorkeling, ate some amazing steaks. Goodness me. Oh, Lord, why is this taking place in my life? Why, why, why can't I be like the hunters? Always happy and blessed, huh? <laughs> You're missing the, when you're going through a difficult time, listen to what it says here. First Peter chapter 1, verse 7, it says, The purpose of these troubles is to test your faith as fire. Test how genuine gold is. Your faith is more precious than gold. There's a purpose behind every trial that we go through. 
there's, a, there's an outcome behind every difficulty that we walk through. Every time that you go through a difficult time, it's a testing, it's a proving, it's a, a refining of your faith. Nothing's wasted in God. That's why the Bible says in, this, in Scripture here that when we go through a difficult time, we're meant to throw a party. We're meant to be happy about the fact in our hearts that we're going through this difficult time. Why? Because God's testing and proving our faith. And not only that, hallelujah, he's going to ultimately use it for the good of others. So don't be discouraged this morning if you're going through a difficult time. Don't be weighed down by that. Look up, look to God and say, God, thank you so much. This is testing my faith. This is proving my faith. This is developing my faith. This is making me stronger. And rather than falling down, I'm going to keep rising up. Hallelujah. Amen. You might be in a tough spot, as I said, but what do you do anytime you're discouraged? This is not working. I'm hitting my head up against the wall. It's not happening and it's happening too slow. Anytime you feel discouraged, you remind yourself that God has a greater purpose in your life than what's happening right now and here. God has a greater plan. God has got a greater purpose as well. He's got a bigger perspective. He's got a better plan and he's got a greater purpose. I want to read your verse of scripture. It'll be up on the screen there, but have a listen to what it says about some of the things that we go through. I look around this morning and there's some champions of the faith here this morning that have endured some, some horrendous things, some terrible things. I know of some, some, some real heartaches and some real tra tragedies that people have had to walk through and endure. But they continue to walk through it and they've endured it. And if you were to ask them today, have, have they seen the hand of God in this whole journey? They would say without exception, 100%, yes, amen. But what happens in our life, what happens in our walk with God, is that we don't look at the big picture that we're going to see in this scripture here, that there is a plan, there is a purpose. And even though I'm walking through the trials now, God has a plan for each thing that I walk through. If we just remain steadfast in our faith to God. Amen? This scripture here, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 17 to 18, almost done this morning. These present troubles, the ones that you're going through right now, are quite small compared to eternity, and they won't last very long. <laughs> you love that? They won't last very long. Yet they will produce in us immeasurable great glory, that's the reward in heaven, that will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see right now. Rather, we look forward to what we have not yet seen. For the troubles we see soon will be over, but the joys to come will last forever. Whatever you're going through this morning, whatever struggle, whatever tragedy, whatever thing that you're walking through or been walking through this morning, don't realise or forget this morning that the joys that will come will last forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Come on, whatever you're going through, understand that there's a bigger purpose, there's a bigger plan, there's a bigger perspective. Just as we get ready to conclude this morning, there's three realities that come out of that scripture. I'll be very quickly. The first reality is that there's some things in life that you're just not going to understand until you get to heaven. True. The second thing you need to know, there are some things that are going to happen in our lives that are never going to change. If my arm was severed, that would be a, a problem, but that's never going to change. My arm's not going to grow back. There are some things in our lives that are never going to change, but God wants us to understand what it means to trust him and to grow in situations like that. And lastly, we need to learn that sometimes you're going to suffer for the benefit of other people. That's called redemptive suffering. Hello? 
Sometimes you're going to suffer in your relationship with God in your world for the benefit of others. God wants to take the greatest pains in our lives and use it to benefit others. And many, many Christians, they waste their pain rather than continue to move in their relationship and not let go of God. They fall among the wayside and miss out on the fact that God was going to use it. Even though it wasn't God's plan, he was still going to use it for his glory and for the benefit of others. But we can fall. Truth is, God even allowed his son to suffer for our salvation, redemptive suffering. And if God allowed his son to go to the cross and suffer uh, all that suffering for the benefit of you and I for our salvation, when he allows us to go through suffering for the benefit of helping others, that's when we are most like Christ in that moment. Never think for one minute, if you're going through a season of suffering, if you're going through something that's, that's, that's difficult, that you're finding hard to endure, don't let go of God. Continue to hang on to Christ. Continue to know that it's just for a moment. It's not forever. It's just for a moment. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not fun, but you're growing up and becoming more like Christ when you suffer and you use that pain to help other people. Amen? To help other people. I've got a whole lot more message to preach yet. <laughs> but I'll start to wind it up. Amen? So three, three thoughts, just as we conclude this morning. Now, what do I do when God says no? First thought is this. Trust that God does everything in goodness and in love. What do I do when God says no? Number one. Trust that God does everything in goodness and in love. Psalm 25:10. all the ways of the Lord are loving. I don't have to understand God's answer to know that he is motivated by love. So that's the first thing I do when God says no. The second thing, when God says no, when in pain, pray what Jesus prayed when facing the cross. When in pain, pray what Jesus prayed when facing the cross. Listen to it. Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. So when facing pain, pray the prayer that Jesus prayed. Not my will, Father, but your will be done. And number three, the third thought. What do I do when God says no? Expect God to give us his grace to handle his answer. I expect God to give us his grace to handle his answer. That is strength that his power to handle, his answer, what his grace, grace is God's power to handle pain, God is, uh, grace is God's power to do the right thing anyway, even when it's painful, I'm going to do the right thing, even though I'm going through a season of pain, I know that God will provide the grace that he has for me, amen? If I could just have the, the band to come back up, that would be great, the musicians, thank you, awesome, hallelujah. You drive me crazy, crazy, crazy. There was a song last week. Uh, oh, I can't even sing it. Anyway. You drive me crazy, 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 crazy. Talking about Jesus. And then I thought of some of my Anglican friends and thought they wouldn't like that song at all. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. And I didn't really get it either, but I'm thinking, well, if they're loving it, go for it. Crazy, crazy, crazy. They were just awesome. They were so into it. Really good? 
last scripture up on the screen. You know, as we, we talk about when God says no, it, it really comes down to a matter of trust. Even though we've, we've, we've sought you, God, and we think that we know how you should answer, when he says no, we need to be willing to trust him. Psalm 9 verse 10 says this, it says, Those who know you, Lord, will trust you. You do not abandon anyone who comes to you. You don't abandon anyone who trusts you. Could we just bow our heads this morning? I don't know every situation here this morning, but I just felt to give people an opportunity this morning just to respond to God. I felt like there are a number of people here today that, that just are facing some very challenging circumstances, facing some very, very difficult set of things that are before you. And I, I just felt this morning, we're just going to take a moment just to allow God's grace to gather around you again, to know that his grace is sufficient. Even through our trials and through our pain, through our difficulties, when we're feeling weak, the Bible says that his grace is sufficient for us. But this morning, in a moment, I'm just going to encourage you, just while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, just as a signal to God this morning. He knows, but it's just good to have that, that action of faith. But I'm going to ask you in a moment just to put your hand up and say, God, I'm just seeking you this morning just for some extra grace today. What I'm facing at this point is difficult. What I'm walking through right now is, it's just hard. But I know that you have a purpose and a plan for me. And that's why today as I'm here and I'm hearing about your grace, I'm not giving up. So if you're here this morning and you're just seeking God, God, I just need some extra grace. Would you just raise your hand to heaven before God, just quietly? Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. God, you're a good God. You're a great God. Father, I thank you. As hands are raised this morning, thank you today. You are Emmanuel. You will never leave us nor forsake us. And so right now, Father, as people are responding to you in their hearts, thank you, Lord, that your grace is sufficient for us, that you will never allow us to endure any more than we are able to handle. Your word declares that. So this morning, Holy Spirit, for every person that's raised their hand to you, I just thank you for great grace. I just thank you for the grace that empowers us, supernaturally um, encourages us and lifts us up through these seasons where things are difficult, through seasons when things are hard. And even though, God, we may feel like you're saying no and maybe the answer is no, we still know that you are a good God and you know what is best for us. So we thank you this morning. You're a great father. We acknowledge that. So we just thank you for your presence and your spirit on every person. And everybody said amen. Awesome.